Hey guys, this is Jeff Potts of the Fay and Mantic Ritual, and you are experiencing Poppet's Corner. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Poppet's Corner. Thoroughly excited, as always, to be doing these, and of course. I got my main man here, Mr. Shannon Fry. Shannon, how you doing, man? What's going yeah. on in your world? I'm doing good, man. I've been watching TV all day, relaxing. It's been a nice day. First day of football, loving it. Eating a bag of chips and just bag hanging of chips. out, huh? Oh, yeah, man. Sour drinking, cream and onion. Drinking that Coke and snorting well, it. No, I took a, took a break <laughs> from the Coke today. I'm doing the coffee thing. Oh, there you go. There you go. Just yeah, man. Up. I'm uh, I'm excited to be doing this once again. It seems like a couple of the episodes we've done uh, before this week have really got, gained some some notoriety and traction, and I'm uh, we're eternally grateful for that. So, thanks everyone for tuning in and and hanging out with us. We appreciate it. So, hopefully, you guys are doing well out there as well. But what I thought we would do today is it's going to hit a little closer to home for me, and I want to thank you in advance for the opportunity and to to help me promote it. And uh, yeah. why not? Why not? I want to just show what we're going to show here. And of course, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, newest live album from Madrost, the uh, first of its kind for us. It's uh, Lost Lives Volume 1, uh, as you can see there with the, uh, you know, the uh, mascot with the shovel and the uh, airplane flying in and crashing into the uh, the venue itself. But a lot of things to dissect in the album cover, which hopefully I can I can talk your guys' ear off about it. But you know, where do you, would you like to start, my friend? Well, let's let's start at the beginning first. What made you decide to release Lost Lives Volume One as a live album? What what oh. spurred the uh, spurred the idea? So, do you remember how last year and and some of this year, I would say majority of this year, I I've been going undergoing um, you know some pretty severe kind of health issues that. Uh, I will get into more and more as time goes on. As soon as I'm I'm comfortable enough with coming out and, and educating the masses on it. Uh, obviously, you know behind the the scenes what's going on with me. But so obviously with that, I had a lot of kind of free time, and I I couldn't play guitar, and I couldn't be creative, and I was kind of in a weird kind of funk. And I kind of told myself and asked myself how am i gonna still have more output than just these four records and I, granted i get it four records is kind of a lot uh but i really think that the more things that you release the better and and i had been kind of hanging out with tony cole and whatnot and we first sparked the idea when I wanted to put out a demo compilation, right? So I had this idea to do the demo compilation, which I think you have a copy of that uh, with, um, you know, from Crips to Chaos. Uh, and then obviously that had a, uh, a live bonus disc, which is a different story in itself. So I, I guess technically that is uh, the first quote unquote live, even though it's kind of not, but this is the first official, official, like standalone live album. So anyway, Back to the story. 
I was kind of hanging out with Tony Cole and we were going over the ideas for the demo compilation. And he was like, he's like, you know, what you're doing is, is very inspirational. You know, you, what you're doing is you're putting out as many seeds out in the world as, as possible. That's the ultimate goal. It's just give more people of a, of a reason to support you. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. So when he kind of told me that it kind of inspired me to go back, you know, into the archives and just see what I had. And well, it turns out I have a lot, like more than, you know, more than I thought I had. And a lot of the material was live material from 2007, eight, nine era. So this is like demo stages. This is, well before the Maleficent record and it just a really strange and unique kind of history lesson for the band's career that I didn't think people knew, you know, it was kind of like, I almost felt I owed it to all the, uh, the, the past members that have kind of came and went into the band's history. And especially me, I felt I owed, owed it to myself to document my humble beginnings because every band has them mm -hmm. you know right. i just kind of have the balls enough just to release it and who gives a shit you know it's there if you want to see where we started this is where we're at now kind of thing so that's kind of how the whole idea came about and i found five or six or i think i have five or six maybe seven at this point live albums from a place called hoagie bar michaels so this was a place in Newport Beach uh, around, I think, up until like the, the late, the, the mid-10s. So 2015 era is when the, the venue shut down for good. So what they would do is you would, you would play your show and they would offer recordings of your performance. It was like 10 bucks, dude. Nothing. So my dad had the foresight to get as many of them as possible. You know, every time we would play a show, he'd for, you know, he'd give them 10 or 15 bucks or whatever it was. And we would have the CD, you know, documented. And so right. he gave me, you know, I'm totally blessed because of him, but he gave me that opportunity to preserve and document our history. So I owe it a lot to my dad in that respect. Uh, and when I was kind of putting these together, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick two live albums that I think are worthy enough to be released. Now, this particular one that we're talking about is from a lineup that was only around for maybe two months, two, three months. It wasn't a long time. Uh, so the fact that it's there and we have it is the most rare thing I could possibly give to this world. Yeah. And it, and we were on fire, dude, listening to this stuff. I was like really blown away by the performance, right. you know, warts and all it, it, there's, there are a lot of flubs. There are lyrics that are kind of not even there. Mm. Just kind of flubbing through the lyrics because some of the songs are so new. And this might've been one of the, the first time playing some of them. Mm -hmm. So some of the lyrics are a little bit different from what made it eventually onto the Maleficent record. So I just thought that was really cool just to have. And also 
my guitar was out of tune. You know, I, I wasn't the best front man at that time. So it's just cool to hear where I started from and eventually wound up. So that's essentially the whole aspect of the lost lives series. So there will be a second volume and hopefully a third and fourth, if I can, you know, muster up the courage to want to release them. But for now I have two in the can. This is the first one that's going to be released. That's obviously getting released, uh, you know, this year and whatnot. So I'm thoroughly excited. And then volume two will be out sometime next year. Uh, and fun fact, my dad is the one that named the the live album the live album series because i was really kind of struggling on what to call it mm-hmm. you know and he suggested well they're they're lost live albums why don't you just call it lost lives it's like okay that's like a, kind of like a play on words with the the word live but it's also you know they're they were kind of lost in time and lives and so you can misinterpret it and and or interpret it in any way that you choose to see fit but i just thought it was a really cool title volume one and volume two so i hope people dig it it's it was a lot of fun to kind of go back into the archives and get it all remastered from rob caldwell and work with tony on a couple of these projects so yeah really had a lot of fun with them man hopefully that answers your question yeah yeah, yeah. so lost lives volume one has six songs on it what 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 made it not not to say that it's short, but usually there's a few more songs, usually ten on a live album, sometimes more. What what made this so was it just the time restraints that you had at the time? So yes, because you're mentioning, I mean, this is recorded actually in two thousand nine. So this was during our stages where we could literally only play half hour. Okay. So it's it's a full live show. It's literally not it's not taken from four different live shows put into one. It's like a legit warts and all soundboard live recording. That's what makes it so di- unique and different than than other live albums is that it's literally one time no hold bars just straight off the soundboard recording. I think if we had more songs, obviously I would put them on, but this is literally what I had. Right. And I think it's, I think it's all quality over, over quantity at this point, because even with all the flubs and warts and all and stuff, I really enjoy it. I think it sounds really cool compared to like other live albums that I've heard. And so I don't know. I just thought it would be a cool thing for for the fans man get back to to the fans on you know letting them have a piece of of uh uh, an era of the band's career that was literally i thought lost in time right understandable so let's talk about this cover real fast who did the cover and what made you choose the airplane coming at the building and and the zombie with the shovel What, what made that happen all right. So, uh, in saying this, so obviously I had mentioned before when I was, I was working with Tony Cole, who is like, like the fifth member of the band at this point, he's like done all of our, most of our covers. I think he's minus like one, but at, regardless, he's, he's, you know, he's my guy. You know what I mean? Everybody has their, 
their their team and he's part of our team here. I love his artwork. I love working with him. He's always a pleasure. He's really easy. He's, you know, it's just quality all around. So the the zombie that you're seeing in the cover is actually our mascot. And we we've always had a mascot. They just we've just neglected to kind of use him on a couple of our album covers. He's actually presented on the Maleficent cover. That is our mascot. So mm. anybody saying that you know you were kind of shoehorning in a mascot is is kind of a little bit uneducated at this point. So we've always had one. He always comes up on on stage. It's obviously my dad in the in the costume and whatnot. He always has a shovel. It's just really fun. If you're not into it, I I totally get it. But to me, I we needed to start having an image for the band. So going forward, this guy is going to be the image of the band. I would like to start kind of utilizing that. It's a, it's super important to any band. Now, the airplane that you're talking about. So remember how I said this was recorded at a place called Hoagie Bar Michaels? Yeah. So if you look uh, at the, uh, the the diamond shape behind the uh, the mascot with the shovel, yeah, it, it's actually the the logo that used to be Hoagie Bar Michaels. So that's the actual logo. And it was just super fun. Again, why not just have some fun with it? We wanted to use the the logo and whatnot. And and the only thing I told Tony was let's make it look like the actual stage. And I sent him videos of us performing there and pictures, so he got to kind of see what it what it looked like. Now the airplane, I was I was telling him that this actually happened at this venue. It's right next to an airport called John Wayne Airport. One of the planes actually, somebody crashed into the venue. <laughs> so that plane, you know, is actually like kind of like a, a throwback to some history in SoCal. So I just wanted to just to just throw it in there. Why not? That's really cool. And the, the zombies looking down or whatever. Are actually like the same zombies that are in uh, the from Crips to Chaos. We we use the same zombies. So if you actually see, the, the, you'll see a lot of comparisons to the color schemes and the, you know how they're portrayed and whatnot. I just thought it was really fun, and the parental advisory sticker is just super fun. Do they uh do the zombies behind, for example, the guy hanging onto the wing of the plane, and then the three guys that are below the plane, do they represent anything more than just what's on the cover? Are those members of the band? Are those? No, no. I, I guess I'd be the guy flying on the fucking airplane. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, not at all. It just, it was just a super fun idea. Just again, I try not to take uh, ourselves too seriously. I wanted to have some fun this time around. So yeah. If you like it, great. If not, it's it's all good. We have other stuff that you might enjoy, but for the completists and the the people that want to support us even further, this is just another excuse to support us. Right. Well, to me, this has one of the greatest Madras songs that were ever written on it. And to hear it live in its early stages is is amazing. And that song is Zomb Grinder. The uh, fifth track, amazing. Still my favorite, my favorite Madras song. I'm honored, man. Thank you so much for the kind words. It's uh, again, I never lose the fan in me. Obviously, Avenger of Blood is 
has been a huge inspiration during those specific times, especially. So it could be why it could be why you like it so much, but it's all good. <laughs> you know, because uh, I was, we, I was listening to that kind of stuff. Then that's when the whole thrash movement was like massive dude. Right. You know, 2009 death brigade just got released a year, a year earlier. earlier. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge for me, but thank you, man. I'm, and I think the version on here is really cool. Uh, I ha I had to edit it a little bit and take out some of the flubs and just stupid shit that I, you know, said in the uh, in the actual show, so it would kind of flow a little bit more. Because <laughs> there's right. some stupid stuff that was said then. I'm like, you know what? Let's let's. Well, I'm gonna edit it like a it's, so it sounds like a legit just live show all the way through. So cut out the flub. Let's talk more rock, dude. Right. But it, I my favorite version actually is on this album of under the hammer. I really mm -hmm. loved the version of under the hammer, which was so cool to hear. Like, like, well, we ended the show with that song. Like what the fuck were we thinking? But it's like, yeah. Oh no, it actually sounds really cool like that. Yeah. It fits. So go out with a bang and the album with a bang and the live show with a bang. You ended it with a bang. Well, thank you, man. I, I genuinely appreciate it, but it, it's a, uh, it's interesting to hear that because we didn't do that a lot. Like we would always end the show, the song, the, the show with the song zombie grinder on it. So it's just cool to see that, uh, we did something different. It was captured and we actually have the recording and it sounds this good. Mm -hmm. So again, just another excuse, man, you know, it was very pair, you know, it was very apparent when doing these, you know, the, the, even the demo compilation, was this year has really been a year of of growth for me and and getting back in touch with some people of my past that that I would have never uh you know I would have never kind of gotten the opportunity to kind of reach out and and talk to again so that was right. another aspect too this is like the year of growth for me mm. you know I really kind of have mended bridges and this is no excuse, you know, me and, and Jake Durbin, the guitar player that, that played on it, we connected and, you know, shared some, some great stories and just, it was just really cool to, to do that. I, I wish he was on here with us, but you know, the, it just planets did not align this time, which is all mm -hmm. good, but at least we're documented together. At least we all got right. to, um, share this moment and, you know, there weren't any pictures on this one. We didn't get any photo shoots because it was so short-lived, but mm -hmm. okay, we have live material. I have a live artist. You know, Tony Cole is, is to me, arguably the best. So you got right. surrounded by the best. I'm going to utilize it, and gosh darn it, I'm going to fucking just keep going with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very cool. You know, and I think vocally speaking, I really was impressed with that aspect too. <laughs> I was really impressed by how it was mixed because <laughs> there was nothing I could do about it if the vocals were way too loud or way too quiet and it just seems like everything fit the way it was supposed to. Lightning yeah. in a bottle is what I call it. Yeah. Yeah, it is very audible. Everything is very, fits well within the mix. Yeah, I will agree. And I, I have, uh, 
you know, come to, I, I love the fact that we put in the, the parental advisory sticker and just had some fun with. <laughs> yeah. Throwback to the eighties <laughs> and nineties, dude. No, mainly the eighties though, because that's when that parental advisory sticker started. So, yeah, but I think it's funny too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we have the mascot now. I'm glad that we've kind of are, are going to utilize our image more and more and have something cool to give to the fans. Right. Why not? You know, I've understood, you know, I've been reading some, you know, some, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to, uh, to say here, help me out here, man. Uh, some, uh, comments? Not, so, not so nice. Comments. Um, yes. Which is all good. I was prepared for it. I was prepared for people to say that we ripped off Iron Maiden and whatnot, which again, Iron Maiden doesn't get the stronghold on the zombie. That's not how it works. No. If, if, that, if that's the case, and I guess Night of the Living Dead doesn't exist. and <laughs> Either does Megadeth. Yeah. Because Vic Rattlehead is on every album. Yeah. You and know. so there's no reason that Madras can't use can't yeah. use their your own your own zombie creature. Yeah, we call him Carl. His name's Carl. Carl, Carl the Crypt Keeper, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. And it has nothing to do with uh, the the famous one. This is our version of it. Right. So I'm sure we'll have to change his name later, but for now, I call him Carl, and that's what it stays. There it that's is. It stays, so. But yeah, I hope people like it, man. Obviously, you can go pick it up at at uh, at madras.bandcamp.com. We release this ourselves. It, it was just easier to do it that way uh, this time around. I didn't really want to have to like, you know, kind of bug the label to, to do it. I was just going to be like, you know what? This is just a fun thing. I'm looking forward to doing more and more and more of them. Um, but yeah, so there's some history lessons in the cover. There's some you know, just some funness to it. The again, so go ahead and pick it up if uh, if you're interested in supporting us further than just our first, you know, kind of four albums, man. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think it's a ten out of ten. I like this. I really do. I think it's a great, great live release. I think the production's amazing. Of course, the inclusion of Zombie Grinder—you can't go wrong. That just ups the ante a little more. Yeah, I really like it. I think everybody else would enjoy it too, and I would hope they pick it up as well. Well, thank you, man. It's a huge, uh, huge compliment coming from you know you yourself. So, well, I appreciate it. Uh, just again, I I never lose the fandom, and I get you know I can speak for you too. You're the same as as me. So, you know, I I want to thank you for for giving me a couple minutes of and and the opportunity to promote it, you know, that's huge too. I'm right. glad we have the show that we could just utilize all that shit. Totally. Hell yeah. So, yeah. There, there's not a lot more for me to say with, when in regards to this release, just because, I mean, it wasn't like, there wasn't like a much thought put into it other than getting all the pieces put in place and working with disc makers to press it and all that fun stuff. Getting it mastered by Rob Colwell. That's another huge thing. I think he's just a great mastering engineer. 
I think he's one of the best, and I think we found our our new guy. Mm-hmm. Part of someone that's part of the team here, right? Yeah. So, again, another excuse to work with our full team, like we're going right. to be doing on on uh, something very special. Which, fuck it, should I just announce it? Might as well. I, I might as well. So next year, we're, we're really, really working hard on getting new music out there for everybody. Uh, so I guess, can we mention the, uh, the, the SPLIT? Sure. All right, go for it. No, go ahead. Okay. So what we're going to do is, is do something really special for the fans. Again, it's another opportunity for you to support the both of us. And in saying that too, it's an opportunity for your fans to discover us, our fans to discover you if they haven't already, but we're going to be doing a split together. Uh, again, we haven't really ironed out all the pieces, but essentially we have the, the, the majority of, of the, the material. Right. So at this point, it's just a matter of getting it done. Okay. Who gets what we've already established that. And mm. what kind of formats do we want them on and all that fun stuff. So it's right. going to be fun. I'm looking forward to, to doing it. It's going to be, uh, it's gonna be a blast. Heck yeah, man. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's going to have one song that's not going to make um, our next full length, which we're working on uh, as we speak. So it's oh. another thing that, again, get ready, folks, because there's you might get sick of us next year. We have uh, quite a few releases coming down the pipe here. But I also know Avenger of Blood has some, some things cooking as oh, well. Yeah. yeah, some really strong songs in the works. Very, very different different for avenger still the same in a lot of ways more of a growth i would say but still just as as aggressive and angry as we've always been i'm 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 excited for it we start recording next month so just really wanting to put the put the the pedal to the metal no pun intended there buddy Right. And obviously, I've shown you a couple of the the tunes that are that are going to be making album five, and I'm really proud of those too. Killer! So it's going to be a it's going to be killer for next year. But thank you so much, Shannon, for giving me the opportunity, man. Go you can go pick up uh, Lost Lives Volume One and any of our other releases at uh, madras.bandcamp.com. And I know for Avenger of Blood, obviously, was it Avenger of Blood Right. Avenger Blood Thrash, whichever comes first. I don't know. Yeah, Avenger Blood up bandcamp.com and AOB Thrash Facebook. So, but yeah, looking forward to doing many more releases, obviously, and uh, many more of these episodes. But for another episode of Popper's Corner, guys, we're out of here. Cheers. <laughs>